0: Welcome back to Arts About. A
1: show about art that, as we know, is a work of art in itself.
0: Yes, it is. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But no, uh, I don't think it's ever bad. do you? No,
1: it's good. To Tedious, hear. maybe. <laughs> <laughs> <Patery>. <laughs> uh,
0: Patery, Art- you're listening you to Arts About on RPP FM and it, Arts About is brought to you by the generosity of the McClellan Sculpture Park and Gallery and you're here in the mm. RPP studios with Cultural Sounding Board and Artists in Residence John Baird, the Thermodynamic Mark Stewart and me Sally Bailey. We've got an interesting show I'm sure we have for you this week. What have you got on, John? Uh,
1: I'm... Um I was recently at my father's ninetieth birthday party, mm-hmm. and I, so I thought I might tell a story about my gorgeous father.
0: Oh, fabulous! I love listening to your stories. I have to tell you, I have told your story from last week about three times this oh, yeah. week. What was that? That was the one about the the woman with the watercolor that she oh, thought right. was a fake, or that that, yeah, that, yeah. that was a was a print. Mm. Mm. Uh, and Mark, what are you going to talk to us about?
2: I'm going to talk about uh, Revelation at Aldi.
0: A revelation at Aldi. Yes. Really? There's an interesting there's a there's a segue I hadn't seen coming. <laughs> fantastic. <laughs> Went
1: in to buy some hum- pumpkin and came out with a see, <laughs> on. you will see. That's
0: fantastic. Well listen, the 2018 National Works on Paper Prize was announced mm. last weekend at, from it's on at the MPRG or the exhibition of the finalists. And the winners of the fifteen thousand dollar Mornington Peninsula Shire slash Ballura slash the Talus Foundation Inquisitive Prize is James Tyler and Laura Willis for their work, The Forgotten Wars, and I'm sure we've all been in to see the exhibition, so I'm sure we'll be talking about that a little later on in the program. But
2: more political correctness.
0: And uh, and also, uh, we have a ticket giveaway for some lucky listeners who might like to go along to hear and see This Is The Moment. It's a touring musical coming on at the FAC on Friday the 3rd, in which musical theatre star Michael Michael Cormack, accompanied by David Cameron on guitar and piano, will be forming songs from his favourite musicals and sharing voices of the great composers and directors he has worked with. Uh, we have a double ticket uh, for that show on Friday the 3rd at 1.30, so you can go along to our website and uh, send me a message if you are interested in that. Uh, Also, on the show today, we're going to be talking to a young VCA film and TV student, Felix Adset, about his short film, The Stranger. I mentioned it a little while ago on uh, on the program, Starring Car- Carol Pachullo, friend of the show, and um, it's exploring the space between documentary and narrative. And he's had to uh, start a crowdfunding campaign to get this film made, and we're going to talk to him about that and why that is policy at uh, the VCA. So um, also coming up in in the next couple of days, actually, is Art Fair. That's going on in Melbourne between the 2nd and the 5th of August. It's going to be in two uh, venues in South Bank, uh, the first one is Vault Hall, and uh, that's a temporary exhibition space with a marquee outside the Australian Centre for Contemporary Art. And the second venue is just a short, little way away, Riding Hall, a newly converted heritage space at the Victorian College of the Arts. And uh, forty galleries are going to be taking up those two spaces and showing us their stuff. So uh, I'm sure we'll be that's better
2: than the exhibition buildings
0: well it's smaller it's a it's a lot smaller isn't it and i do think that there are a lot of galleries will be taking up residence in fact i i saw an invitation to the roslyn um oxley gallery is at the windsor so there's there's little Mm. pockets elsewhere we'll be finding out a little bit about that over the next week i'm sure okay so i'm going to play a little song while we get felix on the line this is a fat boy slim with talking about my baby here it is Felix Adsett is finishing his final year at the VCA Film and TV School and is in the process of completing his final film called The Stranger. Friend of the show, actor, director and artistic director of Dreamhouse Theatre Company, Carol Carapachulo stars in it and alerted me to the fact that Felix, previously a Shoreham local, is required by the course to raise the money to make this film. So Felix has begun a crowdfunding project through ReadyFundGo to raise $5,000 to complete it. He's with us on the line today and to tell us uh, all about it and to hopefully invite some of our listeners to help him get over the line of $5,000 and make it happen before the 31st which is in a couple of days time. Good morning Felix, welcome to Arts About.
3: Hi, how's it going?
0: Really well. Great to Thank you so much for coming on to talk to us a little bit today.
3: That's all right. Thanks for having me.
0: Felix, you're in your final year, aren't you at the v, at the VCA? Yep.
1: yep.
0: Have you always been interested in film? Have you been making films since you were a lot younger than you are? Ah, uh,
3: yeah, sort of. I mean, I started making little like stop motion movies when I was a kid and um in Shoreham yeah there was either going to the beach or playing with the camera so I had a lot of opportunity a lot of time to fiddle around but yeah I started off making like claymation movies and then um as I went through high school I did media and that kind of thing and got more and more into it and then yeah I'm at VCA now and in my third year so yeah and it's been, completing I've your final doing Sorry?
0: I beg your pardon, I interrupted. Oh,
3: I was been... just going to say I've been doing film probably, uh, I don't know, like five or six years. Mm-hmm. So very early.
0: <laughs> yes, well, the, it, it's exciting these days. Uh, there seems to be... It seems to be a huge part of the information that everybody gets and it's been a bit yep. democratised by, by uh, technology to enable it. Uh, tell us... Um, the film that you made, *The Stranger*, it's your final year film. Is this the is this the sort of the uh, your the, your final results film? Is this what you're going to um, be marked on? And
3: uh... yeah. yeah, yeah. So this is the final film that I make at um, yeah UPCA. Um and it's basically a ten minute film, um, and we'll be submitting, submitting it into kind of as many festivals as we can. But yeah, it's. Just, kind of the biggest film i've made so far at uni and um yeah as you've been talking about the crowdfunding we've been trying to raise money for it um but yeah yeah it's the final film
0: it's it's an interesting concept I i have had a look at it on i think it's a vimeo link that you have with the with the the crowdfunding platform and uh it's a fascinating thing can you can you describe it to our listeners because it's a really interesting meld of many things
3: Yeah, so basically the film's, I mean, it's an experimental film um, and it kind of explores architecture and performance primarily. Um, And the idea is, throughout the whole film, is kind of asking this question of whether the actor's performing or whether they're experiencing the set. And so the thing with architecture and what we're trying to explore there is if we have a real space, the performer can't sort of manifest a reaction instead of feeling it herself. Um, And so, yeah, we kind of have this whole idea of construction going throughout the film, and everything in the film is constructed over the 10 minutes. So the set goes from just a steel stud frame and then is built into a room. And once again, the performance is constructed from a very base-level... To the final scene where it's a fully performed and yeah well yeah.
0: even the props, performance. Yes, even the props are being manifested aren't they in the 10 minutes
3: Yeah and the props as well there's kind of this whole idea of everything in the set kind of manifesting into um, well the final scene and the final scene would be quite a just normal film set but I think the idea behind showing the construction of the film being made is it kind of brings the film into a sort of documentary sort of scope. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, my, the main thing that we're trying to do is, rather than the film be um, a development of being with, like, story, it's more um, the meaning of the film comes from comparing the four scenes
0: mm-hmm. to each
3: other. And so the meaning kind of is different for everyone. That's yes. the
0: idea. And it's deconstructing to actually explain, in a way, isn't it, the process?
3: Totally, yes. totally. So, so the idea is that you watch it and, and wonder whether the performance is real or not. And, yeah, throughout the film you kind of, by seeing the film being made, it sort of brings it into that documentary scope.
0: Now, presumably you're one of a, a, a stable of young students who have come through on, into the, is it four or three or four years
3: uh, it's a three-year course. Three-year course. And it's a 40th honours.
0: And how, salary, yeah, how, many, year bachelor. how many of you are in that course on each le- year level, roughly? Um, Sixteen. And would you say that there's a great difference between this, the movie stars or the film stars and the interests of the of the different students?
3: So, wait, sorry, what was that?
0: Well, I just wonder whether or not some of some of the students are interested in, in documentary filmmaking. Some of them would be animators. Yeah. Some of them, yes.
3: Yeah, I think what we're seeing like in recent kind of times with film and a lot of the lecturers and a lot of the filmmakers that come to the ECA are constantly saying that the sort of the line between documentary and narrative filmmaking is becoming less and less and genres are becoming more blurred and so it's a really exciting time to see films that are kind of don't necessarily take one past the other and
0: sort of mm. exploring those conventions. Mm.
3: But yeah, there's definitely a lot of um Students that enjoy documentary filmmaking as well, as well as narratives
0: yeah tell me why uh can you see that if there's a rationale behind the vCA uh, insisting that you actually fund these projects yourself um, or is it just mean <laughs> part yeah. of
1: part of filmmaking. Sally is raising the money yeah well that's
0: right I guess that's what I was uh, I was trying to elicit it's an expensive
1: process and raising the money is part of one's skills
3: yeah
1: I made a film once Felix a uh, three and a half minute film called lunch I made it accidentally (laughs) at lunch (laughs) (laughs) and uh, it won an AFA award actually accidentally as well and there was no explaining that (laughs) <laughs> oh wow.
0: Yeah, that's pretty fabulous. Um, so I guess it is, yes, that's exactly right, is that it's in it's it's forcing you into the real world. Does the course uh in any way embed you into an industry? Do you in your final year or or in the course of the your studies actually begin working out with other filmmakers?
3: Yeah. I mean we have a lot of professional filmmakers come to the school and um there's a lot of networking and a lot there's a lot of like opportunities available to Kind of get work, and there's always work in editing, and there's always work in certain jobs. Um, but personally, I don't have like I've got a few editing jobs here and there, um, as like a freelance editor, but um, I'm kind of yeah, got my head up in the clouds, I'm kind of keen to be a director.
0: Uh, Are you? Yeah.
3: Yeah, you just got to go the hard slug on that one. I think.
0: You, you do. You just have to keep out there making movies and yep. and begging yep. from your friends, which is, of course, part of the purpose of getting you on today, which is to talk to or to let everybody know that there's, <laughs> this is a crowdfunding exercise that you are running through to actually help you finish this film to, to finish your yeah, degree. Totally. Um, how can people help you? What, what's where do they go to?
3: So the website's called um, Ready Fun Go. Yep. And um, the film's called The Speaker. And if you kind of Google Ready, Fun, Go, The Speaker, you'll find it. Yep. Um, there's lots of, like, prizes and fun little things you can donate and receive or you can just donate. Um, but I do recommend watching the video because it's a good kind of indication of the, um, the aesthetic and the vibe that we're kind of going for.
0: Yeah. How much more do you need to raise right now?
3: Um, I checked it this morning. But I'm pretty sure a thousand. A thousand dollars. We've we'll... raised four thousand and yep. we've got one thousand. One thousand
0: to go. So come on listeners. We've only got a couple yeah. of days left. I will put, of course put links on our Facebook page. Uh, in fact, I have done so already so that people can find it. Uh, it's terribly worthy. Uh, it's a young man off on his, uh, uh, his career. It's very exciting and it is a terrific looking project I, as um, I, we've talked about it before on the program. Thanks so much for talking to us today Felix Adset good luck with it and uh, we'd like to talk to you once the film is out there winning you awards
3: Yes, definitely. Thank you so much for having me I appreciate it.
0: Great to talk to you. Bye See ya Yeah, isn't that amazing Young... yeah, Good on him Yeah because it takes so much there's so much coordination in putting a film together and as much as the move that you know he's trying to raise five thousand dollars and I know that's really that is just for the technical hire of equipment right. and all the people that are working on it carol all the the, the architecture students, the set designers, everybody's doing it for nothing. It's, it's, a, it's an amazing effort in collaboration as much as anything else. I think
1: there's a whole world of people who are more or less uh, working in the intern sense in the film industry and they're all working for each other. And films do get made that way and mm. uh, some really good films. I know my daughter Rose works for nothing for various filmmakers yeah. doing costuming and stuff like that. And really it's the only way to get it done in the end is to, if you've got no money, is to rely on people helping you in some way. The film I made didn't cost any money, Mark. How's that, Well, it cost about $3, I think. Yes.
0: Can you just briefly (laughs) remind us about that lunch film? You have told that story and I've forgotten.
1: I made a film called Lunch with a... um, And I I was given the use of some uh, broadcast video equipment And I set some people up having lunch and I tried to film it, but I didn't know how to use the camera. And uh, I completely stuffed up the whole process. And the result was a kind of a blurry, shaky, mass of colour, like bad video. And I went for three and a half minutes and won a prize.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Incidental art. Fabulous. Now, listen, we have some messages from our sponsors coming up. And after that, we're going to hear John's story. Hold on a second.
1: At the top of the show, Sally, yes, I mentioned John. I want to talk about uh, my father, Bob, and uh, he's turned 90. We had a birthday party for him, and uh, it was a bit of a festival of storytelling, actually.
0: Oh, I can imagine. Are all the bads good at storytelling?
1: Uh, most of them, yeah. Mm. And uh, I listened to one and enjoyed it from my cousin, and I thought I might repeat it or relay it here. Okay. Uh, and uh, it's an entirely true story. I've Is it? Oh, that
0: always gives it a nice little peacock <laughs> sea, doesn't it? Uh,
1: Whether my, you can believe it is another thing. Truth. My father Bob uh, was uh, in the habit of going uh, whiting fishing off the um, beach at well, in a in a tinny, off the ramp at Rill on Phillip Island, where he was living. <clears throat> and uh, he was out there one day with his brother Bruce, and they were fishing and uh, noticed that the boat was filling with water and then noticed that they hadn't put the bung in the boat and uh, that, in fact, they didn't have the bung with them. That's really annoying. But with some venturi action and some um, ladling out of the boat, they managed to get it back to the ramp.
0: What's venturi action?
1: Well, when you go forwards, the water in the boat oh, it gets it sucked backwards. out the hole yes. out the back. You okay, know? yep. Um and they managed to get the boat back to uh, the ramp and onto the trailer, but he, he was, my father, he, that is, was infuriated by the fact that his days fishing, fishing had been ruined by his own sort of negligence. So he made a list of things to check before you put the boat in the water. <clears throat> the list included everything, really. Fla- you know, sort of flares and safety gear and... Life jackets, fishing equipment, sandwiches, water, mm-hmm. tea, the whole thing was listed properly. Long list of checklist. The next time they were going fishing, they went through the checklist, one item at a time.
0: Oh, how tedious. Yeah.
1: But he was terrified that he might make a mistake of some sort. Mm-hmm. Went all the way through the list and was satisfied that everything had been covered. And uh, Even the bung? The bung was in got in the car and said right let's go get those whiting and took off and the boat was still chained to the tree so he he tore the transom off the back of the boat and uh, apparently got out of the car and uh, got his list and wrote on the bottom of it unlock boat from tree
0: (laughs) (laughs) was the boat repairable I think
1: so, yeah, oh, a bit of Pulling the
0: transom out's pretty terrible. Was it a dinghy? What was it? Was it? An, an
1: aluminium yeah. dinghy. Oh,
0: my goodness, how infuriating.
1: Well, a mistake, obviously.
0: I bet there were a lot of laughs, though.
1: Uh, it's, uh, I've heard that story before, and uh, I, um, I wasn't there on the occasion, but I know people who were there. and uh, mm. I, I liked the story from
2: your, I think it was one of your aunts, who was talking about Gunamata. Oh, yeah. and uh, how the, you used to have a sewage pipe going yes. out to, out the water and, and she was saying how all the young
1: surfers would still go out undeterred.
0: <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Yeah, boom, boom, yeah. She was very good at that.
1: <laughs> but the whole day went off really well, my father's birthday. We all enjoyed it. We had a big <coughs> lunch down on Phillip Island. There's about 70 beds or associated people there. Various kind of rented houses all over the island mm-hmm. with people in them, and uh, we had a, had a ball. I noticed that uh, my brother Andrew and his family, perhaps as is their wont, uh, went down to um, one of the beaches on the island in the morning, about nine o'clock in the morning, and went for a swim. It wasn't warm.
0: I wonder what the collective noun for birds should be. Mm, it's got good to be idea. a start with a B. I'm Something gonna... insulting.
1: Busts. Yeah, of course.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm going to come bobber. up with it. Yeah, I did think bother
0: and then I thought, no, that's too obvious. Mm-hmm. But a bother of beds is quite good. Mm. Mm. So, uh, Mark?
1: Oh, that's it, is it? Well, that's all the story I have, but I'm happy to sit here and talk on uh, the microphone with you, Mark, about all sorts of things. <laughs> okay, well, look.
2: Uh, yeah, okay. So, um, Aldi. Is, uh, Aldi, yeah. yeah it's a store. Oh, yes. It's a store, yes. Yeah. And uh, you, when you were young, um, you, did you have a great passion for music, both of you?
0: Oh, yes, yeah. yes.
2: And, and why, do you, why do, you think, uh, do you think it was uh, stronger when you were younger than, than when you were older or now?
0: Well, I think I, I would say for me that I was more enthusiastic about it when I was younger because I would be much more inclined to go out and listen dancing. to it live and dancing, dancing. And, and so on. Yeah. Um,
1: what do you mean by young?
0: Good. Well,
2: I mean, yeah, as, as in music seemed to be much more um, prevalent in our uh, way to feel human somehow. Okay. That it was through music. So, but you mean as
1: young adults or as children? Young
2: adults. So, right. Well, I'm getting to uh, young women's playlists. Right. That's,
0: mm-hmm.
1: that, um, because that's I can remember as a child listening to music and essentially it was... My my mother uh, used to play Sergio Mendez in Brazil 66 whilst doing the vacuuming. Right. And I've always associated the two things. You Have know? you? And, How cute. <laughs> yes, yeah, very true, very
2: true. It, um, and a lot of the music we we hear as ch- children, which we're not actually conscious of, comes back to us later like, right. uh, mm. Ch- uh, Chagulag Chagulag do you remember that one no, no that must be one of yours, <laughs> one one of yours. One of mine. and the King and I I remember definitely oh, the King yes, and I because King my parents I. were playing that um, well look I, it's just because in Aldi mm-hmm. there's no music playing it's right. silent. Okay. Oh, Have you ever noticed that? I haven't
0: noticed that. You go,
2: there is absolutely no music, no advertising. There's not a lot to choose from either. But still, you go yeah. into the space where there's a. It's like almost church-like, and it's it, and people are sort of quietly looking over things. I found it a very interesting experience. Well,
0: I, I would prefer that. I do prefer that because I cannot bear the selection of music in supermarkets. It, because it's, it's, it's mostly.
2: It's mostly if you go to, look. It's not only in supermarkets, in cafes, restaurants, doctors, yeah. dentists, shopping <gasps> centres. Petrol stations. There's music, and, and it's mostly bad playlists because all the music we're yes. hearing is from someone's. Playlist or if it's not
0: out. a bad playlist, they've got the goddamn television on. Am I allowed to say that on air?
2: Well, apparently, because I, I spoke to them about that in the in the dentist and the doctors, that they have to because people we're not supposed to hear people screaming in pain.
0: Oh, please. No, really. When have you ever that's heard a person screaming in pain? Well, never. But
2: that's what the idea is. That's what they're saying. That the, the, no, is... because
0: they didn't have that before. They just, well, no, they just the used new magazines. We're, we're, we're,
2: in, we're in a different... We were, so they had aquariums music. with fish inside before.
0: You know, no, not, not in my doctor silence. surgery. It was just you're silence really and people out. turning the pages of the new read, idea. The Reader's Digest. New, new idea. <laughs>
1: that music that you're complaining about... Mm-hmm. Um, is that perhaps cheap music? Because I think in a public place you probably have to pay for it, don't you? To
2: yes, you it. do. Well, no, but this d- is the thing about playlists. You're paying. You pay for you know, Spotify. It's all. It's all based on Spotify. But there's people who who make these playlists. So people no longer have to even choose the music. They're just buying a playlist. But and what get I'm getting at is, does
1: some music cost less than other music? Um, I don't think so in that uh, sense yes
0: absolutely well, it does most, yeah. yes absolutely it does and in fact I would think that if they are playing playlists off Spotify they're contravening rules because mm. you do have to pay for those things You, if you have a if you're playing in, in a public place you actually have to pay a commercial rate for those things you to can't just prime. I've got yeah. it I've got it that's mm.
2: why LD don't have music because you have yeah. to pay for it yeah. probably yeah because they were you, you know the story about them they were two brothers and they, no. they um, survived the um, Second World War. Germans and their mother had a corner grocery store, and they came back after the war and, and made the grocery store work. And here they are now. But they were so tight; they used to have pencil stubs about two centimeters long, and they still wouldn't throw them out. They wore mm. the same suits. They didn't spend a penny. And uh, there you go. So, but mm. they probably don't want to pay for me. But it's just such a difference. It's so nice to be able to go somewhere where there's no sound.
1: Right? I yeah. didn't. I never. I didn't see a pencil more than three centimeters long till I was about fifteen. I reckon. <laughs>
2: So the other thing, I, mm-hmm. I was in the hot springs in Rye uh, ah. the other day, and I was fascinated by the Chinese girls who are all everyone's. They've all got their cameras in the pool, yes, and they're photographing each other, and they're <coughs> doing, and they're made up, and they they don't even have waterproof covers. I mean, they're obviously you know, relative relatively um, waterproof. He's talking to the mic. but they're they're all they're all photographing each other in the pools yeah and it's
1: extraordinary so on, like on a telephone yeah
0: selfies you know so. yeah
2: and some of it,
1: those phones are waterproof yeah
2: I'm not too concerned about the phones it's just the no. the of them and, and uh,
1: some of them quite did beautiful. they photograph
2: but you? It, no they didn't exist I didn't exist no, no. For them. Um, so what was coming up at the, the uh, NGV is a very interesting show, which is uh, Beldeson and Whiteley. George Beldeson, I've never heard of. Really? Oh, yes, we mm. talked
0: about we mentioned this last week, didn't I we? Believe, yes, right. and Brett Whiteley. And, and Paral- yes. Parallel
2: Vision from March yes. 31st to January 28th.
1: Yeah. And I've never associated the two, mm. uh, not even in a kind of a, a visual or design sense, mm. um, but. Once it said, once it was written in front of me, I got it. Right. You know, I thought, well, yeah. Well, that's well I right. looked
2: up George Balderson and I saw some of his uh, paintings, and they, I c- could see a, you know, a connection of some sort. So mm. I'm looking forward to that show.
0: So yes, some of Brett's painting. Well, you've talked about him before on the program, Mr. Um, Balderson. Uh, yes, mm. Mr. Balderson, haven't you? Quite some, quite some time ago. He taught me ago. printmaking at RMIT. That's RMRT right. That's right.
1: He was killed in a car. Yeah. That's uh, how he died. Right, anyway,
0: but they, he, they were, he was born the same... Was he born the same year as Brett Whiteley? And, I think so. And I they died Brett's roughly the same age too, no, I think?
2: Brett was 53 and um, George
0: was 50, 39. Oh, much earlier. Okay, they yeah. were just born in the same mm. year. I and see. I'm sure
2: George wasn't trying to die in the car accident.
1: So. Uh, no, he didn't. He liked to drink. Perhaps he'd... Um I had a few too many, right. Perhaps you'd had a few, yeah. Anyway, mm. my my
2: good friend George, uh, not George, uh, Christopher Allen went yes. to see the NGV show that we saw, The Modern and Contemporary Art, yeah. and thought it was stylized mediocrity.
1: Yeah, well, I'm kind of with I'm, I've been thinking about it, you know, mm. and uh, I reckon the gaps in it are what yeah. bother me. Yeah. You know, it doesn't work. There's yeah. no Motherwell. No. There's no de Kooning. That's true. And mm. uh, I would have thought that they were amongst the top-listers well, of look, a show it, like
2: that. I, I think, once again, a perfect example of the fact they're doing restorations at, at MoMA in New York and they're just getting rid of some paintings and they'll yeah. send them to Melbourne. And, and There's
1: some Corker paintings here, some great a paintings couple, A
2: couple yeah. of it still. As a show, it doesn't work. It doesn't, you know, when you think about it, we, saw, we all saw it. It doesn't have any... We don't feel like going back again, do you?
1: Uh,
0: And I think that there was was the last room, there was a real gap, there was a real jump into that modernity and uh, it didn't flow that to me at all. Perhaps
1: that's an honest appraisal of art history itself, you know, maybe maybe that period that was represented there is responsible for that sort of art.
0: Yeah, yes, maybe.
1: Okay, well... Um, All
0: right, then, well, li- listen, I've got a lovely... I, w- I want to have a listen to a little bit of reggae. I have Dr. Alimentado with Born for a Purpose, so we're going to hear that. So is this an
2: example of something to dance to as opposed to something just to sit and listen? Because oh. this, is, this is my big thing about the music. Is, well, you, you can know,
0: tell what, me what you think afterwards. How you won't that? hear
1: it in oldie, Mark.
0: So as I mentioned a little earlier the National Works on Paper they've the um announcement has made of the winner uh, just recently of the $15,000 acquisitive prize it was won by uh, a duo James Tyler and Laura Willis for their work called The Forgotten War- Wars which is uh, a collaboration between an indigenous and non-indigenous artist And uh, brings together some photography and drawings influenced by historical survey maps. Uh, Six the boxes, huh? Well, exactly. The Forgotten Wars explores the armed conflicts that took place from 1788 to 1930 between the British government and Aboriginal Australians. Boring. Well, yeah. Yes. Do you think that the works were looking at them? Was that boring? I mean, when you...
1: I think Look they're the sh- dated and kind of a little bit tedious, frankly. What were those pieces? Yeah. Yeah. It's Did a
2: shame because it's a very good show. It's a it's really lovely... It is a terrific show. Yeah.
0: There's some great things yeah. in there. And, and, and um, even
2: those pieces are not so bad, but it's just the fact that it's got to be, you know, it's a collaboration between the white and the black and uh, yes. the... too many, too many... Uh, well me I,
0: I, I mean that is the thing these days when you see these prizes there 's so much political agenda in them mm. that it's so mm. kind of obvious and and what, yeah, is they're it really yeah they are i 've got a
1: feeling that uh, works on paper actually invite that more than other art forms might Do uh, you think why yeah, because I, well it's the history of pamphleteering and all that sort of stuff and uh, political portraiture and uh, all sorts of stuff is uh, part of the paper history, works on paper history, and I think it makes its way through into what people do these days on paper. They seem to be given a bit of a licence to make more politically um, based work. I'm not sure about that, but I think it's just sort of prevalent everywhere, and it's what what
2: people, what the creators um, are all sort of doing the same as everybody else and picking up on the story. I mean, it's all about, especially, in, I think, in this country, you know, there's got to be a story attached. Otherwise, it doesn't seem to have any meaning. It's a big problem. But look, I really love that Sam Crankston, Diana, Princess of Wales, made using water from the Diana Memorial Fountain. Oh, yes. Hyde
1: Park. Yeah, and watercolour. And
2: yeah. watercolour. And yeah. it's Chuck Close. Yeah. Exactly. It is, it well, is. it
0: is kind of Chuck Close, isn't it? Because he's just painting pixels.
2: But the one that you liked, John, was the, the Dawn Fraser. David, Fraser. David Fraser.
1: David Fraser.
0: Which one yeah. was that one?
1: The big lino cut. Oh That's an yes, the, piece.
0: yes, absolutely. It's glorious, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I like that. Do you know what you, the, the other one that I really liked was the? Um, look, there was there were so many to actually really like. Lucas so Jones, cook, the guy the,
2: who paints on the um, wrapped, yes, r- the paper. I took a That's photograph quite, of that one. That's yeah. w- wonderful, isn't it? Yeah, it goes hundred feet long. So there's a lot going long. on, and it's all done day to day. You're sort of working on it from the news.
0: Yes, and what about Anna Hoyle's anxious sponges? they were the books the the, the oh yes yes which funny... is just delightful i yeah, thought was was the this. One in the um there, the... I am an activated nut cap <laughs> or um another sparse white minimalist interior with a contemporary yes, very, view. Very a series of books she's she's create, recreated or facsimiles of hilarious book titles that yeah. she she thinks describes Kylie. the inanity of the world i assume
1: Kylie Stillman makes a uh... Her presence known, too. And Kylie, was. Uh, we went saw her paper cut work at uh, Linden about yes. a year ago or so. And,
0: yes, uh, we did. We had her on the show, actually. She We talked to her about that. Yes, I like her stuff. Uh, yes. And now, which was hers in the... in the, it's a
1: stack of uh, magazines, and it's got politically correct...
0: Oh, yes, that's right. There's also into it. Yes. The,
2: another good piece was Hugh Kan Chen, Extended Skin, which um, was... I thought quite a lovely um, realist uh, painting of clothes. Mm.
0: Well, it's a terrific exhibition. I think that everybody should probably get down and have a look at it. It's a lovely gallery. It really it, is. It's a lovely it space. It is. Not and too they're doing people. some really interesting things there. They're getting actually quite good at their podcasting because they're they're doing conversations with, that Danny is often doing with different artists. And actually, they do have something rather wonderful coming up. Um, they have Saturday art talks. Uh, there's one coming up on the 4th of August in which um, Cameron Robbins, who is a great, we're a great oh, yeah. fans of here with the. the wind machines, uh, drawing machines and and so on. Rosie Weiss who's a local artist Mm -hmm. uh, and Carly Stillman who did that beautiful stack and uh, um, there's there's actually a podcast of hers on as as well but they're going to be here at the gallery on Saturday the 4th which is next week and uh, I think it's free but I think you need to book, that's all make sure you get a seat there MM: No, it's rather wonderful.
2: There was of course the Louise Paramour, which is just the biggest load of rubbish I've ever oh. seen.
0: Oh which one was that? <laughs>
2: oh one of the it's green and white enamel paint and it's one of those like her sculpture on the peninsula on the freeway there. Just those oh. horrible plastic things, bits of plastic junk basically. Terrible, lovely name. I'd love to meet her. She's probably a nice woman, but you didn't like her does. work.
0: Yes, okay. And
2: Viv Miller was very good. Some of the sort of Japanese print-like things. There's some just there's some lovely pieces there. Definitely worth seeing.
0: They most certainly are. Uh, well, I've got one more song for us this week. Um, I have got what have I got? I've got Van Morrison and them. What do you think about? It's all over now, baby blue. Great song. I think, Mark, you had something about Brett you wanted to talk to us about.
2: Yes, that's correct. He, um, Ashley Wilson, who wrote a book on Brett, uh, which was published last year, which I haven't read. Which one? Um, which Brett? Which book? Which book? I don't know. It was just published last year. I don't know. Oh, it's okay. called Art and Life and something. Oh yeah, I think. yeah. Art and Art Life and the and other, other thing. That's correct. Yeah. Thing. yeah, good. And he's is it? Yeah, oh, good. Well, he's written a catalogue essay for the, op- the exhibition, which is opening at the NGV. And there's an article in Australian about him, mm-hmm. talking about how um, Brett was in the New York in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And that um, he, his big painting America, right. which is now in, unfortunately, Western Australia... it's a long way away Uh, there's 18
1: panels I don't know if you've ever seen them it's a beautiful painting he intended it to be his magnum opus Oh, yes
0: and they referred to that in that documentary about him of course didn't they yeah Mm. probably
2: well the problem was that he was he was in in America and because he was um, a follower of uh, Arthur Rambeau and his deranging of the senses he Mm. was drinking a lot and smoking a lot and taking whatever he could to excite himself Mm. and they Quotes here, but this is Brett saying to spend four days whirling around in a cab, photographing, vacuum cleaning, drinking, sinking in the temperature to start a city painting, an enormous canvas attempting to pin that first immediate mouth open power exaltation fear wonder precision to chaos sensed Columbus eyed news newness of New York. Mm. So this is Brett. When he, he was impressed
1: perfect. and stoned. He was very.
2: <laughs> so he's there with Wendy. He was in the penthouse apartment of the. Chelsea Hotel. Yeah, how yeah. much fun they had! That have been? Joplin as a uh, babysitter, which I wouldn't. Being Janice and her drug and alcohol problems, anyway, Archie seems I did survive that. Um, but he finished the painting after a year. Uh, the thing about Brett is, you must remember, is that he managed to do two or three big exhibitions every year. And he worked his ass off. He really worked hard, he, you know, even between all the
1: drug-taking, yeah, or with the drug-taking. But he was and a hard-working man. And those 1960s paintings are certainly amongst his best.
2: This so. is something I've, I agree with you, John. How did you go from being that abs- the Sig- Sigurin paintings, those extraordinarily beautiful, warm abstractions, that he went into the you know, figurative? I guess it's just very difficult to stay f- abstract for a long time.
1: Uh, Perhaps he didn't want to make the same painting over and over again And it's limited in scope, that kind of thing But the ones he did make are absolutely extraordinary Extraordinary, yeah And Are there many? You don't seize that that many in Australia, do you? Uh, They're around, they are around I know an art dealer in Melbourne who's got half a dozen in his front room Mm.
0: Paintings? Yeah So they're abstract
1: 1960s Brett Whiteley paintings Yeah, when he was um, From America and England and to the Spain. south of France. He was in the yeah. south of France for
2: quite a. Sigurin was the place yeah. in the uh, southwest, with with Wendy when they were first in love and, and oh. in the country house and he was just painting and. I think well, also
1: perhaps he's, he was such a beautiful draftsman that um, was, yeah. the abstract work kind of limited that side of his uh, of his skill. And uh, when he later started making those beautiful, large drawings of Paris and stuff, they were just absolutely amazing, too. Really, really beautiful work. He
2: was straight when he was doing those, you know. Yeah. He was, was But struggling. He was really struggling. But the, it's true, he was a brilliant drawing. There's no question. But the problem with the America was, the painting, which was 18 panels, that um, his dealer refused them, and he tried to see Leo Castelli, and Leo no interest at all. So they ended up being sent to Australia and, right. and um, ended up in... <coughs> Western Australia which, uh, who owns them over there I don't know don't know what happened over there Janet Holmes a court perhaps uh, probably but uh, he, that really affected him very strongly and that's when he went to Fiji and then he did some oh, yeah. beautiful painting Gogarnesque yeah. paintings there yeah. and then got caught with drugs and came back to Lavender Bay mm.
1: and the rest is history
2: oh.
0: so
1: met you and started changing the way he painted <laughs> <laughs> not quite John but thank you <laughs> So, sorry, mm-hmm. I was just going to ask, but is Ben Morrison still alive? I really enjoyed listening to that. Um, uh,
2: I think he is. Yeah, I, think I think he's he is very, too. very o- overweight. All right. But he's still around. Doesn't appear. Though. Doesn't doesn't play. It plays now and then, but um, yeah, no, you're right. It's brilliant, um, timeless music. Oh, like Leonard yes. Cohen. Yes. Up there with Leonard Cohen and Bob
0: Dylan. Okay, Sarah Faulkner, Birds in Habitat, is on at Ooh. the Merrick's Art Gallery and Wine Store until August the 5th. You've got a few days to go and have a look at that and perhaps get yourself a. And I had a few enough. minutes
1: to get my news page ready because the music was playing and kind of neglected to do so. But here we go.
2: Oh, phone's <laughs> Beck has a few shows coming up, uh, Falling in Love Again, Thursday the 2nd of August, a tribute to the legendary actress and singer Marlene Dietrich. From New Zealand's First Lady of Stage, Stage and Screen, Jennifer Ward-Leland.
0: Yes, that's right. And also, there, as I mentioned earlier uh, on the show, This is the Moment is a touring musical that's on Friday the 3rd starring Michael McCormick. We have two tickets for that show if anybody would like to see it. Uh, message me on Facebook and uh, we will make sure that there are tickets for the one thirty show for two of you if you would like.
1: There's a literary lunch at Bistro Elba in Sorrento on Friday, yes. of the August the 17th, 12.30pm. In partnership with Antipodes Bookshop Bistro, Elba are bringing Shireen Morris, author, advocate and lawyer, to talk about her recently released book, Radical Heart. Three stories make us one, which was launched in July to wide acclaim. Hmm. Radical Heart is Shireen's story of working alongside Noel Pearson advocating and developing policy ideas in Indigenous constitutional recognition. Now,
0: I think we're going to have somebody from, um, either from uh, Antipodes. Yeah. Or Get from Bistro. Yes, well, I think Jane might like to come and talk to us, so we may hear from her next week. MPRG, I mentioned, also has artist talks on the 4th between Danny Lacey, Cameron Robbins, Rosie Weiss and Kylie Stillman. Bookings are preferred, and if you want a seat, I suggest you do that. Now, you like
1: that Cameron Robbins in the MPRG, Mark? Uh,
2: yes, yeah, Kaggy bought one of his. I know, uh, I was, was going to the... say,
1: I thought that was it. Yeah,
2: no, it's not. And is it? Why so Weiss? Weiss,
0: Rosie, Rosie Weiss. Yes. Now, RPPFM is inviting all of our listeners, friends and supporters to a fundraising car rally. On Sunday, October the seventh, uh, if that is your thing, it's going to be leaving from the studio car park here at ninety-one Wilsons Road with a staggered start from eight a.m. in the morning, visiting places of interest around the peninsula, finishing up at the Red Hill Balnarring for um, the Red Hill Baker, I should say, for a, for a lunch, jazz, and prizes. It's fifty dollars per person with a minimum of two. Go online to register at the RWP FM oh. website. Any car. I think so. I think you can just go in your own car.
1: You've got two cars, Mark.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen if you have just tuned in, you missed starts about but you can hear us on repeat on Wednesdays at 12 or listen to the podcasts on the station website. You can also listen to us on air streaming or podcasting or on our radio app that you can get onto your phone. And we have a fancy new podcast address if you go to our Facebook page and you can find a link to all the things we've talked about today as well as info about our guests and some of the events that are coming up. We'll be on again same time next week.